You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Whether you're a brother or whether you are a mother, you're episode 35. Wow. We're here. This episode. Oh, baby. I can't even describe it to you. But it's good. Um, please continue to support the show. Tell a friend. I gotta keep telling you. You gotta tell your friends how good it is. You gotta tell your friends. Uh, you gotta leave a review if you've not done already. Uh, and if you'd want to support the show even further, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision for bonus content and all sorts of extra goodies. Anyway, is me yammering on. I know what you're here for. It's episode 35. Hello, baby. So the big bopper? It is the big bopper. That's <laughs> 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 what I like. Welcome to Pottervision, the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every single seven days, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and my lovely pal, soulmate, some might say, mm. Tom Lawrenson, mm. we have a good old chinwag about a chapter from the Harry Potter books. Mm. This week, I cannot believe my goggling bins. It is the final chapter of book two. We're on episode 35. Book two. Chapter 18, Dobby's Reward. I can't believe my goggling bins. Have you tried that on toast? <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. It's episode 35. We're on yeah. the end of book two. Can you believe it, Tom? 35. Yeah. And it wouldn't be without some basic Spanish <laughs> translation. <laughs> How oh, are you? What a journey. Oh, be. Yeah. Do I look exhausted? You are on your way. I've spent 32 weeks. Is it that long it's been? 35 weeks. Reading this second book. Oh, reading this second book, 18 weeks. Oh, right. What What, episode, what chapter is this? 18, 18, 18 weeks. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I went, I went, I went stupid then. <laughs> I went stupid. Um, yeah. I can't believe it's been 18. It's taken me 18 weeks to read a child's book. What yeah. a moron, some might say. I mean, you might think that we'd get better with practice. You know, normally when children read, they get better, they get quicker, more fluent mm. reading. But first book only took us 17 weeks, mm -hmm. and this second book takes us... <laughs> I think it's going to take us uh, 22 weeks, maybe, to read the third one. Listeners, picture what we look like right now. Imagine two donkeys staring slack-jawed at each other. Yeah. And that's what this podcast introduction is. Imagine two dumb mules mm. sat in a barn. <laughs> That's me and Tom right now. That is us. But we're here, aren't we? I can't. Yeah. I feel like we're getting through these books very quick. I know it's taking a long time. Yeah, but yeah. It feels like you know we're on a journey to get to the end of the seventh book, and we've already done two of them. How are you? I'm all right, not too bad. I've got a story to tell you that's going to tickle your interest. Okay. It's going to tantalise your intrigue. Okay. You have my interest. Last week, after we recorded a podcast episode, yeah. I had a run-in with your nosy neighbour. Did you really? <laughs> You've kept this seven days from me. Yeah. His eyes have lit up. He's... Oh! He's excited. Go on, what have you got? It's a very minor story, but okay. you'd be interested. I'm sat in my car, about to leave, after recording. Yeah. She comes over. Yeah. Right. If I do this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's her, innit? Oh, yeah, waddle, waddle. <laughs> <laughs> she knocks on my window, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello, she goes, If you're going to park here again, you need to put your windows in. Everybody does it on this street, <laughs> and they go both ways down here, even though they're not supposed to. <laughs> and I went, all right, will do. And she goes, bye. And then she went back into her house. <laughs> What do you think to that? She loves telling people to put the wing mirrors in, right? Oh, Fair yeah. point. It's a uh, it's a narrow street. Fair point. Well yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well made, Dumpy Duggins. <laughs> but um, 
right? She's always saying, it's one way street, but people go both ways down the street. I have never, I've lived there for three months now, Yeah, never seen anyone go the opposite way down this street. I think there's been the odd occasion where she's seen this through a mirror. So she's seen someone reverse parking going, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. How, how do you feel that I've had contact with the neighbour? Now, every time I hear a story, I'm going to be able to visualise the woman in question. That must have been amazing for you. You must have like, had like a visceral reaction where you've, been out, like, a, you've had a physical appearance put to all these stories I've put upon you. It is incredible for a stranger to knock on my car window and for me to know exactly who it is. <laughs> having never met her, having never seen a picture of her, knowing, oh, that's that's yeah. nosy neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting story. Yeah. I'll tell you another story. People might think that my stories of damp and finding a cellar in my house, mm. are just exclusive to the Pottervision podcast. Mm-hmm. But as of this week, they are not. Right. I personally was mentioned in an episode of All Killer No Filler about me <laughs> about me secret basements. Did they plug the podcast? Nope. Right, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> what are they saying? They just said uh, they were just saying about that. I think because they talk about serial killers on that. If you're interested in murder. Check out All Killer No Filler. It's uh, Rachel Fairburn and Kerry Pritchard McLean. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just mentioned about some murderer having a secret cellar. And then uh, they talked about the fact that I had discovered one in uh, in my house. Secret cellar? Yeah. Oof. For people who want to know, there haven't been many updates recently, but it's still ongoing. Mm. The kitchen's nearly done, ladies and gentlemen. But it's slow. Now with me... Yes... I've uh, become very lazy of late. I used to be very on top of my uh, diet for lunch. Mm. I'd make a packed lunch uh, and there'd be all sorts of nutrition in it. Yeah, yeah. Protein, fats, vegetables. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vitamins. Yeah. But, you know, I've suddenly declined, stopped giving a flying F. Oh, guess I've been eating all week at work. Crisps. Nope. Chips. Nope. Pork pies. I wish. Burgers. Nope. Pizza. Think tinned. Beans. Beans. You've just been eating beans. With toast? Nope. Every day this week of work, I've emptied a tin of beans into a bowl, microwaved it, then eaten it. That is all. My goodness, the people who sit next to you... Hopefully they are moving away because sitting next to somebody who's on a diet solely of beans. Well, they sat me in an area where no one else is. So uh, I'm not. I'm not. Why wouldn't they farty pants? So I've been eating beans. Yeah. Forty-five pin. Forty-five pence a tin. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm saving money here. I'm surprised your best mate isn't Rupert Grint and you are helping fly a rocket into space with your massive trumps. Would you like would you be surprised to know that is the second time this week that I've been called Thunderpants? <laughs> no! <laughs> not if you're eating a bowl of beans a day. You see, I've been eating beans, right? And I've been dousing them in a bit of hot sauce. Imagine yeah. a bottle of hot sauce in my hand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. Lovely. <laughs> into the beans. Yeah. I use a spoon. Yeah. To put them into my mouth. Yeah. Right? Chew them. Yeah. Swallow them. Mm-hmm. And then you know the rest. Yeah. Been looking for sofas this week. Been going to different places. Went yeah. to Next at the Trafford Centre. Oh, nice. And there's some other places there, the next home. So I'm in Next, right? And I got a belly full of beans. Oh. We go after work. Yeah. Right, me and Lucy. But. The issue is, I got a belly full of beans. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. trying to go to secluded areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like, you know, <laughs> yeah, do what I got to do. Yeah, yeah. To uh, laugh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so, so I'm doing that, and then people will. I'll just see people go into the areas, and they'll hang my head in shame. Oh, but I had it in my head that no one would ever accuse me. Yeah, because I'm a snappy dresser. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What do you think? Um, knowing you, I'd guess it was you, uh, but I think you're right, if you see somebody dressed very nice, you don't expect them to fart in public. I'll tell you a couple of stories, right? Mm-hmm. Number one, 
Me and Martina were in a supermarket once, mm-hmm. right? And we're about to go in an aisle, right? And a couple are coming out, and the lady is absolutely telling off the bloke. She's going, I can't believe you just did that. Right? Yeah. She goes, oh, that's disgusting. Right. So we, we think, well, what's going on there? We go into the aisle, and I can only describe it as a cloud of fart smoke Whoa. smell. It is absolutely disgusting. It's mm. the worst thing I've ever smelt like. Something has died and gone to hell. Jesus Christ. Absolutely disgusting. Second one, right? I went to uh, have a poo in work <laughs> once, right? Went down to have a poo. While I was having a poo, I could hear somebody else come in, sit down, and have a poo in the thing next to me, right? They did a trump, right? <laughs> and there's about 200 people that work where I work. But I listened to that and thought, I know who that is. Nobody else in this school would do a trump like that. And who was it? The person I thought it was. Name and shame. I'm not naming it, Jamie, but it was the right person that I guessed. Give me three teachers' names. No. And I'll say the one that I can't tell a single one. I cannot. It's like GDPR, isn't it? I can't reveal the information. But the fact that I guessed who it was, was uh, was testament to the person, may I say. Fascinating. Yeah. Now, Tom. What? Tom. You're you're a despicable person. (laughs) Despicable me. Despicable me. You should be played by Steve Carell in a DreamWorks animation trilogy. Are you ready for a chapter, final chapter of book two rundown? Yes. Chapter 18, Dobby's Reward. They're in McGonagall's office and the Weasleys are there. Hey, Ginny's alive. Hey. And Harry tells the story of what happened. Dumbledore helps him out and it's all happy days. They all go off to start a feast. <laughs> Tom is smelling a rubber sorting hat that looks a bit like a poo, pretending it smells. Now he's doing something else. And uh, what happens is, is Lucius Malfoy storms into the room. What's going on? Why is Dumbledore back? Blah, blah, blah. And Harry accuses Malfoy of putting the diary in Ginny's cauldron back at the uh, Borgin, not Borgin and Burke's Flourishing Blots. And doing it all, you can't prove it, of course, or whatever. Dobby's there, he's getting kicked out the room by Malfoy, and Harry has a little brine wife. He goes back, he gives uh, Malfoy the diary, but it's got a smelly sock on it. He goes, what's a smelly sock doing on here? He throws it away, but it's caught by Dobby. Master has given a Dobby a sock. Dobby is free! Malfoy gets annoyed, he tries to attack Harry... Dobby saves him, he throws Malfoy down some stairs. And then, happy days, there's a big feast, everybody's happy. Hagrid is released from Azkaban, Hermione's cured, everybody's cured. And they go back on the Hogwarts Express, where Harry will have another summer with the Dursleys, ready to come back for year three at Hogwarts. And that was Dobby's reward. What a chapter. What a chapter, what a book. What a shorty. What a shorty. What a shorty. Little shorty to finish off, if you don't mind me saying. Little shorty. Thank you, Gilderoy. Little <laughs> young <laughs> Gilderoy. <laughs> Look at I like this chapter. Tied up some loose ends, didn't it? Oh. Tied, knotted, and sent in the post. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> I agree. I love it when things, you know, tie up. Tied up some loose ends. Yeah. Dobby, here's a gift. Ron, here's my phone number. Call me. Call me, maybe. <laughs> hey, I've known you for two years, and this isn't crazy. Is my number? Call me, definitely. Tom, kick your ears. Did you like this chapter? See, si, mucho. Good, good. What was your What was your favourite bit? We don't ask this, do we? We never asked the favourite bit. Yeah, and you're asking at the top. Yeah, I'm um... changing things up for the final episode. This is like last day of school. The rules are out the window. We do what we want. Mm. I brought flour. I brought eggs. I'm going to cover you head to toe in cake batter. And I, on the other hand, I'm looking forward to seeing the first hour of five different movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm going to slide you into an oven and I'm going to bake you at 200 degrees. And I'm going to eat you. Fingers crossed it's Fahrenheit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favourite bit or should we do that at the end? 
Lovely favourite bit. What did you like? I like Dobby standing up for Harry Potter and using magic on Malfoy. I found that very satisfying. Did you? Mm. I like seeing a little elf <laughs> <laughs> essentially batter up a Death Eater. Well, not much help. That is the main point of the chapter. Mm. Dobby getting his revenge. Dobby getting his freedom. Yeah. Dobby, you know. Dobby, Dobby, Dobby. Uh, having those gold uh, straps taken off his wrists, mm. rising into the mm. air, putting on a uh, a, a, a a goofy hat, yeah. packing his bags, and flying all the way to Disney World, <laughs> saying, I'm out of here! And then hearing a little ding. Is that from Sword in the Stone? No, it's a genie from Aladdin. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Hawaii, doesn't he, Merlin? I don't know. He goes to Bermuda, I think. Bermuda, is it? So... Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are thrilled, aren't they, to see Ginny? Oh, they're thrilled. They're thrilled. And they didn't have this bit in the film, did they, their reaction to Ginny being saved? No. Which I would have liked to have seen personally. It's good to see them, um, it's good to see them at Hogwarts, though. It's nice. Yes. You know, good job they didn't get a second invitation to um, uh, Egypt, otherwise maybe they wouldn't have shown up. Thank goodness they weren't in Romania or Egypt. But it is, you know, they must have been so worried for Ginny's safety and to see her all right is uh, is lovely. Something happened today, which was actually quite traumatic. Mm-hmm. Martina and I were in town yeah. eating a Taco Bell in Piccadilly Gardens. Oh, yeah, how was that? Oh, lovely. Churros, delicious. Mm-hmm. Volcano burrito. Oh, nice. Spicy. We're in Piccadilly Gardens. You like spicy? I like spicy. How spicy? Quite spicy. Do you like curry? I like curry. Keep going. So we're in Piccadilly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Piccadilly Gardens, right? There's a little spaniel, right? Mm-hmm. Boyfriend and girlfriend walking, little spaniel puppy. Boyfriend and girlfriend spaniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, out of nowhere, this staffy runs in, starts like attacking it, mm. trying to like kill it, biting it, biting it and stuff. And uh, these lads have to pick up this dog to stop it attacking this defenceless uh, puppy. Mm-hmm. But it was all right. But the it was really traumatic. The boyfriend and girlfriend were crying, and uh, mm-hmm. it was very, very distressing to see. Right. But the relief of the staffy being all right. Uh, not the staffy, the spaniel. So I don't think the spaniel even knew what was happening. How old were the boyfriend and girlfriend? About maybe my age, a bit younger, early 20s, I would guess. They sound beautiful. They were beautiful. Put mm. them together, perfect human being. Mm. Yeah, oof, lovely. But yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. And why'd you bring that up? Because it's <laughs> happened recently and I wanted to tell you. What sparked it in your mind? The idea of Mr and Mrs Weasley being uh, relieved, relieved that somebody was in danger, but they're all right. Like the, like the dog, the dog was in danger, I but it was more, all right. I feel more sorry for the uh, the dog's parents than I do for the Weasley parents. Cause yeah. Had the uh, Spaniel's parents had left their dog in Piccadilly Gardens for nine months. Yes. <laughs> gone on holiday. On holiday. And then came back to see it being saved from the staffy. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be as uh, sad. No, that's true. Yeah, they should have... Uh, it's been... So, they go into uh, Dumbledore's office, right? Actually, oh, yeah. They come out, they, they all appear, don't they? They're all mm. up there, covered in muck and slime. And blood, in Harry's case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered in muck and slime. That's pretty much me and you after the, an episode of this, isn't it? <laughs> we come downstairs looking like we slid through a sewage pipe. We are mucky puppies. It's an exhausting podcast. It and is. Harry stands, yeah, in Dumbledore's office, speaking for nearly a quarter of an hour. Oh, his Thir- voice. 13 minutes? <laughs> he spoke for nearly 13 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a long amount of time to speak. Oh, his voice was growing hoarser by the minutes. Sounded like Barry White by the end of that speech, <laughs> explaining this big old story. <laughs> yeah. McGonagall won't happy. She goes, you found the entrance, yes, but at what cost? Breaking a hundred school rules along the way. McGonagall, shove your school rules yeah. up your arse. Yeah. Tonight, I've saved a dying ginger girl. Yeah. And stopped the Dark Lord from coming back. Yeah. What have you done? Yeah. Yes, you've saved these people from a fire. 
But breaking and entering is against the law. You <laughs> smashed the door open. You entered a property that you do not own. Yes, you saved them from the fire, but you broke some rules. It's like the beginning of The Incredibles where uh, Mr. Incredible's getting sued. Yeah. Because he saved a man who was falling from a building or committing suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he broke his arm or something. Yeah. And he said, I never asked to be saved. Oh, yeah, that guy, <laughs> that little bloke. Yeah. <sighs> Dumbledore mm-hmm. mentions Voldemort's whereabouts, mm. which is very interesting. Now, apparently, yeah, he's in the forests of Albania, which for me is narrow enough for a search. Why are they not out there trying to find him? Yeah, they should just like blanket bottom the forests of Albania. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just nuke these forests. <laughs> Good to hell. Send in the USA. Yeah, yeah. Play some of that, you know, 1970s Vietnam music. (laughs) They'll go in there and sort him out. Because if you think about the amount of people that die in the wizarding war that is to come, you know, come on. (laughs) Let's nuke him. Nuke the forest of Albania. Yeah. He's in the forest of Albania, you know, yeah. under a rock, surviving yeah, yeah. on Mars bars, <laughs> eating fun-sized Mars bars. Or at least you could do, like... Because I'm assuming he's still in the form that he was last year, where he's living off, like, unicorn blood. Yeah. Why don't we just get all the unicorns out of the forest and, like, just... start, like, smoke him out, like a siege, starving. Smoke the monster out? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they used to do sieges, didn't they? To, like, uh, if you wanted to take over a castle, you didn't have to break in or kill anybody. You would just camp all the way around it and stop Mm. any supplies from coming in. So they would just starve. I got a better idea. What? Trojan unicorn in the forest. Oh! (laughs) I would love to see Dumbledore (laughs) hiding in a unicorn. Ace Ventura in the Rhino in Ace Ventura 2. Yeah, and he climbs out the bottom. <laughs> oh, the baby unicorn's giving birth! And oh. then Dumbledore emerges from its anus. Or maybe they could put a Death Eater in there. Not a Death Eater, a... Um, An aura. A Dementor. Oh, a Dementor, imagine yeah. that. Oh, that'd be good. Trojan unicorn. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Mm. Or an Animagus. Mm. Be an Animagus unicorn. But you can't choose what you turn into, can you? As an Animagus. Animagi. Can you not? Don't know. Now, Harry's explaining everything that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's reluctant to tell him about the diary because he's worried that Ginny might be expelled. Mum. <laughs> he's worried that Ginny might be expelled. And yeah. then Dumbledore just figures out himself. It was yeah. amazing that Voldemort was able, you know, to take over. Yeah. You know, Ginny. And then Harry said he did it through this book. He, mm-hmm. you know, his 12 year old self left a piece of him in this book. And Dumbledore says, Brilliant. <laughs> Tom Riddle always was one of the most brilliant students at this school. He did so many brilliant things. Top marks. Got Hagrid expelled. Mm-hmm. Killed Myrtle. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Do you know what? People in this book, I've got nothing but praise for Voldemort. Ollivander calls him brilliant. Dumbledore calls him brilliant. What next? McGonagall. Oh, he was fantastic. Oh, we loved him. Uh, Hermione, you're doing so well as a student at this school. Top marks, but... Have you considered killing Neville? <laughs> it would be cool, brilliant. You'd go down in history. At the moment, you are only the second most brilliant student in all of Hogwarts. Once you set an acromantula on a few students, I might think of bumping you up to top spot. <laughs> That's what she's missing out on. Yeah. And then, um, Mrs. Weasley starts kicking off. Oh, yeah. Going, because. Uh, Ginny had been writing in the diary. Yeah. And Mrs. Weasley goes, Ginny, haven't I taught you anything? No, Mama. (laughs) Now, you absent mother. No, absent mother, where have you been? Mr. Weasley says the most ridiculous sentence in this whole book. Go on. He goes, haven't I taught you anything? What have I always told you, he says. Never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. 
It's the advice every parent <laughs> imparts on their children. Not treat those as you would like to be treated yourself. Not always do your best. Not be true to yourself. But never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Thing is, Dad... Yeah. You're coming out with all this bullshit all the time that yeah. doesn't seem relevant to yeah. my life as a little girl. Yeah. So I've started to take all your advice yeah. and just, you know, throw it out the window. And I've started to think you as a moron because I can't apply any of your advice to my life. But listen, Ginny, but listen. Never give anything to something when you don't know where their intestines are. <laughs> you also told me, you know... Uh... <laughs> Don't uh, ever pay heed to people who sing out of tune. Yes. Um, be wary of those who oversalt their meals. <laughs> Never trust people who wear khaki. <laughs> dad, mm? you're a bad dad. No, that's David Williams. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> they say Ginny. Go on. Will not be punished. There will be no punishment for Ginny. And uh, they just believe what Harry says. There's no investigation. There's no... Well, we'll have a look down the chamber, see if, you know, we can corroborate your story. Do you think that's a bit over-trusting? That they just take Harry's word for it? Well, he's come back up covered in blood. Yeah. Um, a faculty member has lost his mind. Yeah. And can't... No one seems to be speaking to him. Yeah. Um... Harry has been breaking the rules consistently throughout the year. Uh, all we've got is the little girl's word to go by. Uh, let's corroborate the story. Yeah. Hmm. The little girl who strangled 50 roosters. Yeah. Uh, been drawing in blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd believe him. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Him. That was very plausible. Now, yeah, so they take, they send Ginny off to go to the hospital wing, right? Go have a hot chocolate, baby. You need it, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've been drained an inch from life. Yeah, um, yeah, and then he go, he looks to Lockhart in the corner. He goes, "Very quiet, Lockhart," and they tell him he tried to, uh, you know, remove the minds of two students. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Dumbledore doesn't bat an eyelid. He's like, "Bloody hell!" <laughs> anyway, you better go to hospital too. <laughs> Dumbledore loves it. It says like his beard twitches or his moustache twitches. He's like mm. trying not to laugh at the fact that one of his staff members tried to give students, you know, no mm. memory whatsoever of what's going on. Dumbledore's a funny one, isn't he? He's crazy because he's he's regained his position at Hogwarts. Yeah. Because 11, uh, what are they called? Oh, governors. 11 school 11 governors. 11 school governors have written to him going, heard the news about the dead Weasley. Mm -hmm. uh, we please go back to doing your job. Yeah. And he does. He's mad, Dumbledore. He goes to McGonagall. He says, I think tonight we shall have a feast. Go and alert the kitchens. Right, so McGonagall's going down to the kitchens, right? They're there scrubbing up from dinner, right? <laughs> Just tonight, Dumbledore has ordered the grandest feast Hogwarts has ever had. Right, where are we going to get that stuff from? <laughs> Why is it? It's already 8 o'clock. The bloody shops are shut. Are you expecting us to, like, just mop up a feast in an hour, are you? A feast. He wants roast turkeys. He wants salad. He wants three types of trifle. We just can't do it, McGonagall. We just can't do it. We can put a few sandwiches together, yeah. <laughs> Haven't we got 50 dead roosters? Hagrid won't give us them. <laughs> He's weeping over them. He took them with him to Azkaban. <laughs> he took them with him to Azkaban. Bloody short notice, isn't and it? And he won't stop offering his pumpkins to us. We don't want them. <laughs> we know it's a euphemism for his arse. He says, we've got some pumpkins. We say, yes, please. He pulls a Mooney. We send him out. It's on loop every week. We get the same old shit from him. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh. They should kill Aragog. They should go into... Because Harry reveals the whole story. He goes, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. into the forest. Aragog's there. He tried to eat us. Yeah, Aragog, get out of that fucking forest. Yeah. Get in... They should set that forest alight as well. <laughs> they should just whistle out yeah. the unicorns. Yeah. Whistle out the centaurs. And then just like, you know, nuke yeah. it. Nuke the forbidden forest. It's disgusting in there. 
the biggest criticism, you know, the biggest criticism of these Harry Potter books has been there's not enough deforestation <laughs> in them. We should get rid of the forest. We should get rid of the uh, the one in Albania. That's the next poll to the audience. Uh, would anyone care? Yeah. If all Aragog and his children were burned alive. <laughs> I'm not making that poll. I'll do it. I don't know. What are you voting, yes or no? Would you care, yes? Yes, I would, I would not care, care, actually. I'd, be, I'd care. I'd be so... Ha- I'd be happy it happened. That's no. me caring. Good. I'd say, good for the students of Hogwarts. You've removed one of the most foul beasts in the class. Now, Dumbledore's on his own with Harry and Ron. Yeah. Right. And uh, they get a bit nervous. He teases them, doesn't he? He goes... Well, I did say if you were to break another school rule that you would be expelled. Mm. Which proves that even the best of us can change our mind, right? Mm. He's teasing them for no reason. It reminds me of the judges on, like, The X Factor or Mm. whatever. You know, in the rat like judges' houses. It's like, we've decided that you won't be coming back tomorrow. Because you'll be coming back on Saturday, you're going straight to the semi-final. You don't like wind you up for no reason, for dramatic effect. Yeah. But Dumbledore doesn't have a TV audience to get excited. He's just doing it for himself, getting his weird kicks out of it. I'll make them think they're going to be expelled, and then I'll reveal it was me. It was a ploy all along. I'm afraid your studies at Hogwarts have come to an end. For this year, because you'll be returning in September. Oh, oh, you got us there, Dumbledore. (laughs) Malfoy turns up. Oh, yeah. Lucius Malfoy. Oh, yeah. Brought his house elf. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? He's brought his house elf everywhere before in the past, hasn't he? Exactly. No, he hasn't. He He don't bring Dobby anywhere, does he? As you know, uh, you know, whenever a parent comes into school, they always bring the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> this is my cleaner. <laughs> Why is she with you? <laughs> Moral support. I brought my cleaner. Mm. Right. Oh, bloody hell. <sighs> Little Johnny's in trouble at school again. Get the gardener. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you wouldn't think that, um, that Malfoy would actually want to be seen with Dobby. You know, because Dobby's, like, in a pillowcase and he's a bit, like, covered in bandages and stuff. Why would you... I don't know, why would you even arrive with him? (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Uh, But... And then uh, Dumbledore... I tell you what, he tears Malfoy to shreds, doesn't he? Oh, he loves it. He tears Lucius Malfoy to shreds! Oh, yeah. Oh, so you... I can't believe you're here, Malfoy says. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought we'd got rid of you. No, actually, I'd got a load of letters from everyone saying that you'd threatened to put curses on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that he just calls him out. And then uh, Malfoy's like... <laughs> he's stuttering, he's mm-hmm. not liking it, yeah. There's a few points I'd like to make. Oh, raise them. Before this. Here's some yeast to help them raise. <laughs> Before Lockhart leaves, mm-hmm. right, the, uh, Dumbledore calls him Professor Lockhart. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh! Goodness, a professor am I? Oh, I bet I was useless. Mm-hmm. He just assumes he was bad, which I find interesting. He's now lost he's, his memory. Now he's low status. Now he's low status, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. and now suddenly has like a shit opinion of himself. Mm. I just found that very interesting. And Dumbledore cannot help but laugh. And I was wondering, have you had any moments where you shouldn't have laughed, mm. but you, you had to? Well, you couldn't stop yourself from laughing. Have you seen The Revenant? Uh, I know of it with Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio does a, is a, in a scene in The Revenant, he does a scene very similar to Ace Ventura in When Nature Calls. Okay. Where to keep warm and to yeah. hide for the night, he guts open a horse. Yeah. Yeah, and to climb inside, you know. <laughs> yeah. For, to, like, heat himself in the snow. But he climbs, climbs in absolutely nude, yeah. Right. So you see a Leo DiCaprio's little skinny bottom. Yeah. Slide into a horse, good. <laughs> Slide yeah. into a horse, right? And yeah. So I'm in a packed cinema. I'm yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah. I'm shaking. I'm like, holding that. <laughs> trying not to laugh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it'll be over soon. Be over soon. Be yeah. over soon, right? He gets inside. I think fine. Finally in. Yeah. Once inside, his face peers out of it like that. 
Just yeah. like yeah. He, he's being given birth to, like in When Nature Calls. Oh my goodness. And I'm laughing, I'm creasing. That sounds brilliant. Great film. Did you get told off for laughing? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Policeman came in, bopped me on his head with his truncheon, <laughs> and a big lump raised. It pushed my hat right oh, yeah. up, and it was red. There was no hair on it, this lump. <laughs> Stars around your eyes, <laughs> yeah. and a little chick. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I've got a few stories where I've not, where I've had to laugh. Now, if I told you the story, if I told the viewers the story about the time I was a creepy waiter at Lightwater Valley. No. Now, I was a creepy waiter at Lightwater Valley. I had a fake arm and a tray of sweets. Right, so one of my arms was real, holding the Mm -hmm. tray. The other fake arm was holding the other end of the tray. And my other real arm was hiding in my shirt. Mm. And I would go to a little kid and I would go, Would you like a sweetie, little girl? And as they reach for one, my hand would come out of my chest Mm. and try and grab them. And then they'd get scared and run away. Now, I saw a granny coming in with a pram. She's got a pram and she's got about three bags of shopping hanging off each handle of the pram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, Granny, I'm going to scare you. She comes over. I go, uh, would you like a sweet, madam? Mm. And she goes, oh, yes. She reaches over to grab a sweet and my hand comes out. Ooh, like this. In fright, her hands raise up. She lets go of the pram, at which point the weight of the shopping tips the pram over mm-hmm. <laughs> and falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. And the baby doesn't have a clue what's just gone on. What happened to the top? Did it roll out? <laughs> no, the top, no, it was just like on its back thinking what the bloody hell's just happened. Mm-hmm. At which point I have to leave the room to piss myself laughing <laughs> because it was very, very amusing. What's the other story? Well, the other two stories were to do with... Three stories. Lots of stories, just about laughing. They're kind of connected. They're to do with when I was... When I was about 16, 17, 18, I just used to lead... Help lead the drama group that I was part of, right? And one time we were doing Hansel and Gretel, right? And we go, right, we want a, a song for the sweets in the, in the, uh, in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, we say, right... Girls, choreograph a dance for everybody to do. They go, I know the perfect one. Candyman by Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. So we go, great. Choreograph that dance. We trust them mm-hmm. that the dance is going to be good mm-hmm. and whatever. And only on the day of the show do we, A, find out that the lyrics to Candyman are actually very inappropriate. Oh, yeah. And two, that some of the choreographed moves fit the inappropriate lyrics. Oh, God, Lord. Got an example? Yeah. So there's one which is, he's a one-stop shop, makes my panties drop. <laughs> he's a sweet knocking sugar-coated candy man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to show you the move that they made. The, I think the youngest boy was about seven. Okay. And it was a one-stop shop, makes your panties drop. <laughs> Listeners. Sweet sugar-coated candy man. He's uh, pretending to drop his panties, and yeah. now he's dancing like a penguin for a Mary Poppins. <laughs> and for the uh, purposes of full uh, disclosure, he's wearing beige trousers. <laughs> hey! uh, so, yeah, that made me laugh. And then there was another one where uh, a kid had to mime playing a trumpet, but it looked very much like fellatio. And how old are and, you? Uh, I'm about uh, 15, 16. And how much did you have to pay to watch this sex show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I think when you think back at some of the things that went on, uh, you think, bloody hell. Was this in Wales? How did, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> We wouldn't have it any bloody, bloody other way. <laughs> so, yeah. And we get another from... With Harry and Dumbledore. What's get, the third story? That, that Those two, the trumpet one was the third story. Oh, right. Okay. We get another half-arsed explanation from Dumbledore. The first year, how did my mum save me from mm. Voldemort's... Mm-hmm. It was love, Harry. It was love, heart. <laughs> Be mine, she said. <laughs> Text me. Book one, it was love. Mm-hmm. Book two, how did Fawkes know 
to come and bring the sword of Godric Gryffindor. Because you're my biggest fan, Harry. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Dumbledore. Because I was loyal to you. What does that mean? Dumbledore is the best. Anytime Hawk Fox hears that. <laughs> Somebody just say Dumbledore was the best. Oh, quick, where's the sorting hat? <laughs> Away. Just just somebody randomly at home. Coming oh. in like lurch, you rang. <laughs> just somebody at home just having a random chat. Yeah, I think Dumbledore's quite a good headmaster. Next minute, Fork smashes through the window with that. <laughs> Bloody hell! You were loyal! <laughs> you were so loyal to me. Fox knew exactly where the Chamber of Secrets was. Why didn't Fox tell anyone? <laughs> yeah, he just decided to come straight there. There's a few things, few inconsistencies in this. That's that one, why yeah, yeah, Forks yeah. turns up. Yeah. Because you're loyal to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when someone says Tom Riddle's the best wizard and someone says, no, Dumbledore is, Forks turns up. Yeah. Bullshit. My dad would batter your dad. Family owl comes flying in. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The second one yeah. was Dobby, 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 Dobby. Dobby, 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 Dobby. So Dobby goes, Harry goes to Dobby. But Dobby, you said it had nothing to do with Voldemort when I asked you. You said it had yeah. nothing to do with you-know-who. And Dobby giggles going, it was a clue, don't you see? Because the diary was before was when he was known as Tom Riddle, not when he was known as Lord Voldemort. Yeah, and he told me himself that his closest mates called him Lord Voldemort. Oops! <laughs> Dobby was wrong! Dobby didn't know that. Well, did you read the diary? No. <laughs> it's like, that don't, that don't, that don't make sense either. Yeah. They're trying to wrap, 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 wrap up these loose ends. Yeah. But, sorry baby, not good enough. The other thing that I don't understand is, you know, how does this make sense? That Voldemort gave Harry some of his powers yeah. when he tried to kill him yeah. all those years ago. And that's why Harry can speak parcels. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, Tom... You are very, very lucky that mm-hmm. I've never tried to kill you. Yeah. Otherwise, right now, you'd have a McDonald's addiction and a middling singing voice. <laughs> thank God I've not tried to kill you. That's all I'm saying. And thank God you're not trying to kill me. Otherwise, I'd be able to cheat at board games with no remorse. <laughs> it's not cheating. I don't want that ability. It's bending the rules. <sighs> you bend, you're gonna snap. <laughs> no, I had a ruler in year seven, right? A ruler? Right, said, don't you mean a bender? <laughs> no, that doesn't work. It said, <laughs> it said unbreakable on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking around the classroom and I saw a lot of people had these bendy rulers, right? And my ruler said unbreakable on it. Mm. So I was like, oh, these must be the same ruler. Yeah. That, uh, but I've not just uh, got mine into bending yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember the bendy rulers? Yeah, yeah, bendy rules, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people had him. And so I was like, right, I'm going to get my uh, ruler into bending. Yeah. Wasn't a bendy ruler. Uh, snapped it. So I just snapped my ruler first week of year <laughs> seven. Uh, and then embarrassed, so I quickly shoved it in my bag. I think people used to get shatterproof mm. um, confused with, like, unbreakable. Yeah. Shatterproof doesn't mean it's unbreakable. It just means it won't go into, like, tiny pieces yeah. when you break it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a shatterproof rule. Yeah. I like this... Uh, for, the, for me, this lesson is a good one. When Harry goes, why was I put into Gryffindor? Uh-huh. Because you wanted to be. And Dumbledore says, it's not our talents that make us who we are. It's our choices. Mm. And I felt like that was a very good moral for this book. That is also what Jeff Bezos teaches. Is it? Yeah. It's the Amazon not, bloke. It's not your talents. It's your choices that you make. Yeah. Do you know? You do, just because you are talented, it's what you do with said talents. Exactly. Jeff Bezos is absolutely... Useless with a flute, mm. and yet he's got billions mm. absolutely billions. If you put him on Britain's Got Talent, he wouldn't get through the first round. You'd have Williams calling him Baldy or something, exactly. <laughs> but he doesn't have talent, but he makes good decisions, and that's to use workers at minimum wage yep. and to not pay people properly. Give Williams half a chance, he'll run up on stage, try and hide a sausage on you, and then pull your trousers down. That's what he used to do on the live show. In what the Brit, what Little, Little Britain in his live show? Oh, did he? He'd um, get two audience members up. Yeah. Get one of them to hide a sausage on them. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then he'd go backstage and he'd go right. You one of you pick it and I'll come and try and find decide which one's got it. 
said, come out and like look at the unattractive man. And yeah. you go, you've definitely not got it. Oh, yeah, and I think I've seen this. And then he'd yeah. look at the attractive man and be all over him, yeah. grabbing him everywhere. And he got to the point where he's pulling men's bottoms out, like yeah, on yeah, stage, yeah. pulling their trousers down, <laughs> where a man would have to have both hands <clears throat> over his uh, <laughs> front bits. Bloody hell. This is an audience member. Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> and this is coming from us who regularly put audience members into gimp masks and uh, make them swallow what jelly I'm beans. We need to up our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so for anyone who wants front row tickets at any of our upcoming <laughs> shows, please book now. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about, uh, he finds out that the sword he used was Godric Gryffindor's sword. That is Godric Gryffindor's bedazzled sword. Don't you like his jewels? <laughs> Thank goodness he's in Gryffindor, because imagine if he tried to kill the basilisk with Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Mm. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Tiara. <laughs> That'd be no good. He just puts a tiara on the snake. <laughs> oh, but then, oh, then the snake might have liked it. I'm a princess. <laughs> Hey, maybe that would have worked. It'd have turned mm. the basilisk nice. Yeah. Yeah. McGonagall says, hey, everybody, I got some good news. Oh, yeah. Exams are cancelled. Imagine being in third year. No, your last year. And yeah. Cancelled. I needed yeah. three A's to get into Wizard Uni. What am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm assuming it's cancelled for every year group. So owls are cancelled. Newts are cancelled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're not allowed in. Uh, you've got no qualifications. <laughs> uh, oh. oh, they didn't do the exams in my last year. Oh, right, why not? Because a little boy stabbed a snake. What are you telling me here? <laughs> right, you're not going to that school now. Mm. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy frees Dobby. But I don't think Dobby should be free. Mm. Because he doesn't intentionally... Give him a sock. He flicks it at him. It's even worse in in this because in the book uh, in the film he actually gives him the book with the sock yeah. in it, which you might say, oh, he's given him that. But in here he just throws the sock in so, the air. So you're telling me when Lucius is at home, yeah, he can't hand any clothing to Dobby for it to be washed. Well, according to this, no. So if he says, "Wash my," you know, underpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hands them to Dobby. He Dobby would immediately put them on. Well, this is what it's saying. All Dobby's done is caught something he's thrown into the air. I don't think that means he should be free. What underpants do you reckon Lucius Malfoy wears? <clears throat> See, I can't imagine him in like white wife fronts. Do you think he's like Dumbledore and wear underpants? Commando, I think, yeah. 100%. I can't, I can't, like, yeah. Like... I imagine a lot of the old wizards don't wear underwear at all. Yeah. They just wear cloak, like the robes. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> But this is the thing, if Dobby can just catch some clothes and become free, if I was him, I would just be hiding in their wardrobe and wait for her to, like, wait for Mrs Malfoy to put a blouse on a hanger and then just catch it. <laughs> Dobby is free, and I'm just putting something in the wardrobe, Dobby. Lucius Malfoy, why is there brown streaks down your robes? It wasn't me. Well, it was fucking one of yours. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I'm about to sing Cher Lloyd by Cher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Who's pissed in my mouth? <laughs> it wasn't me, Myrtle, but it was drinking one of yours. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> oh, niche. Children at school reference that video yeah. thinking that I, as an adult, have no idea what they're talking about. You, a 24-year-old man. <laughs> but I have to pretend I don't know what they're talking about because you can't turn around and go, <laughs> they're fucking disgusting. Hey, I saw a TikTok today yeah. of some kid was like, hey, this is my, I found my teacher's YouTube account. I want to get him to 2,000 followers. Yeah. yeah. And she shared the account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since it being up, like, I think he got 20,000 followers. Amazing. I would love it if any of your students would share the Potter Vision podcast. Yes, please, <laughs> students, please do. Send us, uh, you know, send us uh, some recommendations. Make us a TikTok. Make us a TikTok. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, I've not told you this. This is exclusive news. I've uh, handed him a notice. Oh, yeah. Handing you notice. I'm going to leave it. How did it go? Yeah, all right. Did it via email? Got a, an acceptance uh, email back. Mm-hmm. Very, very simple. Second time I've uh, resigned from the same job. What are you going to go into? <clears throat> Life of leisure. Yeah? No, I'm going to do some, like, self-employed tuition a little bit. Going okay. to schools as, like, a self-employed person. And, That's good. Yeah, be, be my own man a bit more. Do you have to use an alias or anything? Yeah, yeah. I call myself John Smith. <laughs> and uh, I wear sunglasses when I go in. Uh, no, no, just go, just go as me. Yeah, so anyone can look you up at any time. Yeah, they can do what they like. But I suppose the kids call, Mr. call you Mr. Kirk, do you? No, they call me Lucas normally. I like, I, you know, it's... So they could easily go find yeah. you singing online wearing beige trousers. Exactly, exactly. They could find a video of you in a PE kit running up and down on the spot singing about a woman uh, soiling herself on a marathon. <laughs> yes, they can, if they wanted to. Yes, they could find that. <laughs> they could very much. So they could even uh, catch me singing uh, I'm an old lady but I've got the head of a baby mm. which is the t-shirt that I'm wearing mm. today. Beautiful. Somebody gave me as a gift. I'm an old lady but I've got the head of a baby. I've got the head of a baby. For anyone who might be interested in hearing that song email in and I'll uh, send you a copy. Is it not on YouTube? I don't think it is, actually. It might be. I'll have to look. I don't think that does exist on YouTube. I'm an old lady, but I got the head of a baby. Good boy. Thank you. Now, if Dobby... If if a little boy run up to me with a book in a sock, mm. trying to hand it to me, mm. I don't know if this whether I've got good manners or not, but I would not accept. No. I would say, listen, Harry, you've been running around in the sewers. Yeah. Um, I don't want your itty-bitty shitty sock. <laughs> well, I think it says he shoves it into Malfoy's hand. Yeah. And it's like, one of, you know, you get some very aggressive flyers in Edinburgh where, you know, it's in your hand before you even know it's happened. Yeah, yeah It feels yeah. like a bit of an invasion of privacy, doesn't it? God, yeah. A violation of sorts. But, yeah. But Dobby is free. Genuinely delighted for him. But moments after, he... Well, Malfoy gets very annoyed, doesn't he, Lucius? And he tries to attack... Harry Potter, at which point Dobby sends him flying down a flight of stairs, Mm. potentially killing him. Mental, that boy. Just seconds after he's finally been freed, after years of slavery. There's no repercussions for battery or assault in the wisdom world at all. You can smash people against walls. Yeah. And no stints in Azkaban. Yeah. That's just like part of wisdom. You can initiate a duel on someone whenever you want. Do what you are. A house elf who's just been freed can almost paralyse you. The irony that it would have been if seconds after being freed, Dobby would get imprisoned for manslaughter. (laughs) Straight into Azkaban with you. You've been freed for two seconds and you've nearly murdered a man. My name's Dobby. (laughs) Dobby? But that's the thing. Dobby can just... I don't know whether they've got magic protection and stuff, but Dobby can click and disappear from somewhere. Would he be able to escape from Azkaban? No, because I think he can apparate out of Azkaban or in. Oh. So there must be some charm. Counter curses, some hexes, some things like that, you know. Yeah. Fair enough. Exams are cancelled. <clears throat> I feel like very little in this chapter, and this is going to affect my rating at the end. Yeah. Very little was made of Hermione's return mm-hmm. and of Hagrid's return. Yeah. And I felt like it was just skimmed over when Hermione. It you nice. figured it out. It, it's honestly another one of these chapters. I feel like it's the same as on the last one, where everything just rushed. Yeah, yeah, Hermione yeah. runs in, hey, I'm back to normal. You've been passed out for like three chapters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like a bit of an anticlimax because we've been waiting for her to come back for ages. Hagrid's been gone. Because in the film, they make a massive thing about Hagrid, don't they, where everybody stands up and claps him and there's no yeah. Hogwarts without you, Hagrid. And I feel like there was, there was just Hagrid came back. <laughs> that was literally it. Uh, so I've, I felt like a bit cheated by that, mm. that it all. But yeah, I, th- I think the idea is that you're supposed to build up the momentum of all these good things happening. But it would have been nice just to have a bit more for each. Very person. similar to when a little kid writes a story, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they don't have enough time to finish it, and then they just write, and then everyone woke up and it was a dream, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and they all lived happily ever after, yeah, 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 and everything was nice from now on. 
Maybe that was it. Maybe the publishers were like, right, we need this book done by tomorrow. <laughs> Shit. Do you know what happened to the little boy who stabbed a book with a basilisk fang? He lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end. Dumbledore, <laughs> <laughs> Griffin will win the House Cup again. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is awarded 200 points each. Mm-hmm. Again, this what was did, the what, same last year. What did Ron do to award these points? <laughs> Slid down a slide. Ron... You get 100 points for managing with a broken wand for an entire year. (laughs) That should be it. It really saved your life. (laughs) But again, I'd be furious, like last year, if I was a student who'd worked hard all year to muster up, like, Mm. 23 points for my team. And then suddenly they go, oh, they've got 400 now. Some max amounts of points you could earn a week. Yeah. Like, realistically, maybe one a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like... It's just ridiculous, isn't it? And then, so, oh, suddenly the the, the Favey boys. Ron, he's been turning up to classes in yeah. trainers, you know, his yeah. shirt untucked. Yeah. I haven't even got a wand. Yeah. Harry's, you know, breaks all the rules constantly. Yeah. Great, great. Dumbledore, for the second year in a row, has made a mockery of the House Cup system. Mm-hmm. And I disagree with it. Hang Dumbledore. Hang Dumbledore. They Hashtag should, hang Dumbledore. They should, they should blanket bomb Hogwarts. <laughs> and I get another thing that I didn't agree with. Uh, Dumbledore announces Lockhart's departure. Mm. Even some of the teachers are cheering. Whee! Very unprofessional. Extremely unprofessional. Especially cheering at a man leaving who's just lost his mind. Yeah. You can confuse him. Very much so. <laughs> you know, you turn round if you were that man, you think, how awful am I as a person? <laughs> Who am I? Am I am I that bad that people cheer my departure? Uh, McGonagall, quiz, quick question, McGonagall. I'm not. I'm not a nonce, am I? <laughs> <laughs> you are, Gilderoy. I'm afraid you are. Goodbye. Well, yeah, because he leaves and they completely cancel Defence Against the Dark Arts classes because nobody could possibly cover. We don't have any supply teachers at this school mm-hmm. that could cover these lessons. I don't think there ever is a supply teacher in uh, Hogwarts, is there? I know Snape covers yeah. for Lupin mm-hmm. next year, mm-hmm. but they don't have anybody who could come and finish off the classes. No. Oh. Teachers don't get sick. Yeah, they don't. I suppose if they lived there, you'd be more likely to roll up to work, wouldn't you? If you felt a bit, mm-hmm. felt a bit peaky. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. They get the Hogwarts Express home. <laughs> this made me laugh. Yeah. Right. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Fred, George and Ginny got a compartment to themselves. Busy, busy, busy. It's not to themselves if there's six of them. <laughs> oh, me and seven of my friends. We've got an apartment all to ourselves. How <laughs> private. It's not to yourselves if there's buddy six of you. Annoyed me that. There's a lot of space in every other compartment. Why is that? There's about 20 of them in there. <laughs> They've got that to themselves. Thank God they put all the Weasleys in there. Jeez, we can finally stretch without having to look at a ginger knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> and it's finally revealed, we guessed it, didn't we? That Percy's got himself a girlfriend. I didn't guess, I remembered. You remembered? See, I didn't remember this from the book. Remember, remember, Percy's got a girlfriend. <laughs> something about his member and we knew they'd come up again we were waiting for the fourth mention of the filibuster fireworks Jesus Christ and they come back and they finally set them all off in a train it's the rule of four it's the rule of four four. (laughs) I would chuck them off at the next stop if people were setting off fireworks in a train Mm. I'd be like right you're getting off at the next station Right. How many, how many, how many little boys' socks are you giving this jam to out of five? It's always a little boy something or a little girl something. This week, it's a little boy's sock. All right. As I said, would you if you came round here and you found a little boy's sock? <laughs> I would. I would question you. And then if I wasn't satisfied with your answers, I would phone social services. That's what I would do. Now, Tom, we've discussed this before, not long ago, that we felt this chapter was a bit rushed at the end. Oh, yeah. A bit talky-talky, as the final chapter probably should be, fair enough. It was all right, maybe a bit of an anticlimax. There was, as I said, not enough Hagrid, not enough Hermione. 
I want to know more about what they're eating, personally. Mm. <laughs> Ron has a jam donut, that's all we know. But it wraps things up. I think it's not... The bit with Lockhart and Dobby saves it for me. That's a nice little moment where Dobby stands up for himself. He gets freed. Lovely, lovely stuff. Everything's all right again. And Harry's back to the Dursleys, promises to phone over the holidays. I'm going to give this a very middling... Exactly middling, actually. Two and a half little boy socks out of five. Oh! 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 Yeah. Now, for me, this chapter... I'm not going to... I'm not going to hold any punches. This chapter sucked. (laughs) (laughs) These things didn't make sense. Um, People were acting weird. Uh, Dumbledore was an oddball. Everything was just rushed. Everything jamming it in last second. Yeah. End of an exam where the time's running out, so you just start writing little bullet points. Yeah, yeah, trying yeah. Trying to get the extra points in. Uh, I'm going to give this chapter one little boy sock. Oh! Where's the other one? Where's the little boy? We don't know. We've only found the sock. <laughs> now, <laughs> are you ready oh. for this week's most... Uh, for the for the audience's most favourite segment. Oh, it's official. Quiz. Quiz, 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 Mud and slime, and Harry was covered in blood as well. Correct. Question two. What did Mr Weasley always teach, Ginny? Um, never to... Oh, never to trust anything where you can't see where they keep their brain. Correct, sir. Question three. What is Dumbledore's cure for Ginny? What does he suggest to do? Hot chocolate! Mm-hmm. Correct, sir. Question four. Yeah. Right, and this is a hard one. Oh. This is going to be... This is going <laughs> to send you crazy. Okay. Right. What was Hermione's reaction to cancelled exams? Oh, no! Correct, sir. And question five. What was Percy's girlfriend's name? Penelope Clearwater. Correct, sir. Yes! <laughs> Hooray! Do, do you know what you've won? What? Um, a double thumber. Oh my goodness! That oh, this is very what a, what a performance. <laughs> that was very lovely. Something that will stay with me forever. Bottom bum 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 bum. It's time for Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, after prize it open, I can see two five-star reviews. Oh, careful, you just cracked a skull. Oh, poor... <laughs> oh, that was horrible, that noise. First one is from Dev underscore Lee 9, who says, I love going through the books chapter by chapter. Not only do I get a refresher on things I've forgotten, but I also get plenty of laughs. Mm. Thank you for keeping a smile on my face. Well, thank you, Dev. You've given us a smile. And we've had another five-star review from Dom Dark. And he says, great listen and a fantastic take on the wizarding world. I can't get enough. He admits that he can't be asked to reread the books, but it's great to revisit the extra plot lines through the podcast that the movie's missed with some funny off-cuff conversations. Is the uh, sticker campaign still on? No. We've also had a question. <laughs> Rock, you know, if anyone messages asking for a sticker, we'll, we'll probably send you some. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. We like giving them out. We've got loads. Vicky C. Sarkovich has asked us a question on Facebook. She says, which character in the books do you think you are most like and why? Mm. Uh, I don't like these types of questions because it makes me look at myself as a person. What about if you had to do me? See, see you've got the long hair, haven't you? you? A lot of serious black. Yeah, you got the tall, dark, handsome... People think you're bad initially, but once they Do get they? to know you, they find out you're good. People think I'm bad. You die after People the... comment on my videos sometimes saying, I'd like to be your... Someone commented on saying, I'd like to be your friend, but you seem like you would hate me. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, not nice. Or like, I don't think you'd like me, like, no. from the way I am. I feel like you've got... Ve- I think you've got the bushy, furrowed eyebrows, and 
I don't know. There's like a, a darkness to you, I think, on first impression. <laughs> <laughs> Just the natural furrowed eyebrows, I think. I've been told I've got a very deep stare. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I nearly tripped over it on my way up. <laughs> a deep stare. So, what about me, Tom? <laughs> who, do you, who do you think I'm most like? Hmm. Right, who've we got? If it's a student... Yeah. Um, that Ernie from Chap from Book. Ernie McMillan from Hufflepuff. Who like accuses Harry of being? Oh. No, maybe not. Oh. <laughs> well, look, what qualities do you have? You studious. Yeah, silly. You, you're very funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> well, he's a bit eccentric, isn't he? And I think I'm a bit eccentric. <laughs> you're not massively eccentric. No, not as wise as Dumbledore either. Mm. It's a tricky one. Why don't the fans let us know? Who do we remind you of in the Harry Potter universe? But then adults, maybe Lupin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be you. Lupin, mm. he's very, and he's got his secrets, hasn't he? Oh, he has. Oh, he has. Yeah. <laughs> the things he could tell. We'll find out during what the What student am I most like? Student. Yeah. Um, Oliver Wood. Yeah, Oliver Wood. I'm not like Oliver Wood. What are you saying that for? Oh, I just like to agree, <laughs> don't I? I think you're I just like, like to agree, don't I? I just like to agree, don't I? You know what I mean? It's me, Gemma Collins. <laughs> love it, me. I love it. Um, I think you're a bit like that. Um, what's it called? Arge. Arge. <laughs> you're a bit like that, Jerry Essex, aren't you? Arge. You do look a bit like Arge. You've Arge had long hair. No. <laughs> That is the rudest thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> in my entire life. Why? Vicky, I think you're American. Look up James Argent on Google Images. <laughs> J- James Argent, 2021 Vicky. And that's what he's saying I look like. <laughs> See, I'm thinking of peak James Argent, you know, 2011, J- James Argent has got a cocaine addiction and he's the only person to gain weight <laughs> through doing cocaine. <laughs> Maybe he's on the full fat coke. Hey! And finally, it's part of Edgar Tom's crying now. I've upset him. I've upset him. Who would you rather look like from the only ways I see? I only know him, Gemma Collins, uh, Sam... Fairs? Uh, Fairs. Maybe, maybe one of them great big meaty fellas. Oh, yeah. And uh, Joey Essex. Mm. And fans, who, are you, who are you most like from the Only Ways Essex? Probably um, Bobby Norris. Brilliant. Don't know who that is, but I agree with you. I'm a lot like Bobby Norris. And finally, we must say a big thank you to our brand new Patreon, Dobby96, who has supported us on our Baby Hermione tier. So in the post, you've got uh, a key ring and some stickers. And thank you for your support. Thank you very much, Dobby96. Hedwig's Drabbings. <laughs> this has been the Pottervision podcast, the end of series two, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Book two, we've finished it. What a journey it's been. What a journey it's been. All the new segments. I remember the first episode we did Tom's Riddle Tom's once. Tom's Riddle. <laughs> remember Tom's Riddle, everybody? If you want Tom's Riddle to come back, you're going to have to let me know. The reason I didn't do it for the other 17 chapters is because no one messaged me telling me how amazing it was. Yeah. But if you want to hear it again... <laughs> let, us know, let us know. Let us know. And hey, if there's things you want to hear more of in the show, let us know. You know, things that you want to see spice things up. Do you want the return of the interruption? Let us know. <laughs> the return, it's still here. <laughs> Next week! I cannot believe it. It's episode 36. And we are starting Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. Book three. It'll be chapter one of book three, Owl Post. Tom. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lucas. We shall see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.